Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for September 22nd, 2023. I'm teaching a series on the parables of Jesus, and we went through the parable of the sower. Now we're going through the parable of the talents. Now, I thought, and maybe it is, I don't know. I thought that today would be the last message on the parable of the talents. God gave me so much this morning. Oh my God, I'm about to get into it. And I was like, wow. I was like, Lord, is this the end? I don't know. I I have more to share with you about the parable of the talents. Maybe over the weekend, the Lord says, okay, move on to the next parable. Maybe over the weekend, the Lord says, continue on. At the end of the day, I've been doing this for 26 years and this is not my ministry. Like this is not, I'm not in charge, right? I just do whatever God tells me to do. So whether he tells me to end it today or not, we're going to continue on with parables and we're going to continue to learn. So what I'm dealing with today is this, the positive and negative consequences of stewardship. Listen, say this, say, I'm a good steward. You need to be a good steward because there's some positive and negative consequences of stewardship. Let's talk about it. Get ready for the word. So let's get into the word for this morning. Before we get into the parable, uh, there's a scripture we've been looking at all year, and I'm going to read it for you again. Let's stand on this thing. The Bible says in Psalms 126 and verse 4, now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. This is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. Now, let's go back to this parable. Here's the thing about the Bible, right? Just when you think, like, oh, I'm done with this. Like, I, I've gotten enough out of this. I've, I've milked this thing, you know? And then here you go. I go back to it. The Holy Spirit gives me a whole lot of, you know, just fresh revelation. And then and then people ask me all the time, Rick, how how is it that you pull so much out of these scriptures? I can't take credit. It's not me. It's the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that we have not need that any man teach us anything but the anointing which we receive from the Father, not from this world. He teaches us all things. The Holy Spirit is the teacher, not me. I'm just like walking with the Holy Spirit, right? So the Holy Spirit is the one that gives me insight, wisdom, revelation, knowledge, and understanding. And it's amazing to me. Like, I mean, no kid, I mean, straight up, flat out. I've been doing this for 26 years. And for me to come here and report to my office every five days a week for over 25 years, five days a week for over 25 years, I just show up and God gives me all this stuff. And then I give it to you. And then the next day, he gives me, and then I mean, like, it's, it's God. Like, I'm not that smart. Look, you know, I got it. I'm anointed and all that, but it's the Holy Ghost. You got it? All right, so let's talk about it. This is what the Bible says. Matthew chapter 25, beginning at verse 14. Jesus said, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a wealthy man who went on a journey. Before he left, he called three of his servants together. He said, hey, man, I'm going to give you financial stewardship responsibilities. To one, he gave five talents of gold to another, two talents of gold to another, one talent of gold, and it was according to their ability to manage. And then he left. And immediately the guy with five talents of gold went out and doubled the money. The one with two talents of gold went out and doubled the money. The one with one talent of gold dug a hole, put it in there, did nothing with it. After a long time, the Bible says, the master came back and he wanted to settle accounts. And Jesus has been gone a long time and he's going to come back. And when he comes back, he wants to settle accounts. He wants to know, what did you do with what I gave you? 
And so when the master came back, the guy with five talents said, hey, master, guess what? I doubled your money. He said, well, you were a good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over little. Guess what? I'm going to give you charge over much. Enter now into the joy of the Lord. The guy with two talents said, I doubled the money too. He said, okay, okay, yes, uh, I, I got it. I got the same blessing for you. <laughs> Calm down. He says, you have been good. You've been faithful. You've been faithful over this. Guess what? I'm about to bless you real good. You've been faithful. What I'm about to give you is it far exceeds what you already have. Enter now into the joy of the Lord. The guy with one said, you know what? Let me tell you something about yourself, sir. This guy was disrespectful. He says, I know that you want to reap what you haven't sown. I know that you get rich off of the backs of other people. I did nothing with your money. I put it in a hole and now that you're back here, I don't even want it. And the master said, wow, that's disrespectful. You are wicked. You are unfaithful. He said, if you knew that I wanted increase, you could at least put it in the bank, got some interest, but you didn't even do that. So he says, in my kingdom, what happens is those that have a lot, even more is going to be given to them. And those that have little, even the little they have will be taken away. So he took away the one from him, gave it to the guy with 10. He said, get this man away from me, cast him into the utter darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So I'm, I'm going to talk today about the consequences of being a good steward and being an unfaithful steward. There's good consequences and there's bad consequences. Let's talk about the consequences. What does this mean for you today? I have five things to share with you on this Friday morning. I have a lot to cover. Let's go through it. Let me take my time. You ready? Number one, when you are an unfaithful steward, you miss out on rewards now and in the world to come. When you are an unfaithful steward, not only do you mess up your life now, but you're also missing out on rewards in the world to come. Faithful stewardship doesn't just bring earthly blessings now. It also has eternal rewards. Put this in the chat. Say, I'm setting myself up for the now and the next, right? So not only what, what I'm doing now while I'm on the earth, during the short time that God has given me on this planet, not only when I, do I want to be a faithful steward so I can walk in the blessing now, but also I will have rewards in the world to come. I'm, I'm storing up heavenly treasure as well. Every act of stewardship on earth has an eternal dimension to it as well. So what you're doing now on this planet has an eternal dimension to it. Like you, you got to think I'm storing up treasures in heaven. Not only is God blessing me now, but I'm storing up treasures in heaven. So while when you're unfaithful, you miss out on the immediate outcome now, but you're also missing out on the lasting impact of the world to come. So, so like you, you are messing yourself up in two places. The faithful stewards in the parable were not just working on the, the, their current or the present situation. They were investing. Say this, put this in the chat. I am investing in my eternal future. I, I'm storing up for myself treasures in heaven where moth and rust does not corrupt. In the parable of the Minas, I'm, I haven't taught you the parable of the Minas yet, but it's like a parallel parable. In Luke chapter 19, uh, where same thing, there were faithful stewards, unfaithful stewards over the Minas. Uh, the faithful stewards in that parable, part of their blessing was they were put in charge of cities. Like one in charge of 10 cities, one in charge of five cities. 
So not only were they blessed, but they were put in charge of cities. Think about that. It's like you are a faithful steward. So basically in that parable it's saying, because you've been a faithful steward, I'm going to put you in a position of influence. I'm going to put you in a position of influence so that you can have impact now and you're still storing up blessings for the world to come. And so God wants me to be a blessing now and I'm storing up blessings for the world to come. But when you mess up what God has given you now, you're messing up your now and you're messing up your next. So this is a profound reminder for us, that our earthly actions have eternal consequences. Put that in the chat. My earthly actions have eternal consequences. The choices that I make now not only impact me now, but they're also impacting my destiny. The unfaithful steward lost out twice. <laughs> he lost out twice. Not only did he miss out on the immediate blessing, but he forfeited the eternal rewards. He missed out twice. And so this underscores the gravity of it. Like you need to be a good and faithful steward now. Why? Because you don't want to miss out twice. God wants, but watch this. But if you are a faithful steward, say I'm a faithful steward. If you're a faithful steward, then, then you get blessed twice. So, so, so the unfaithful steward misses out twice. The faithful steward gets blessed twice. Not only do you get the blessing now, but you get the blessing in the world to come. And so, so like is in Mark chapter 10, where Jesus was talking about, um, uh, 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 what's the guy's name? The rich young ruler. When the, this is not part of my notes. I'm going to slide it in for free. The rich young ruler comes to Jesus, has this conversation with the rich, rich young ruler. Jesus tells him, hey, follow me. Sell all your stuff. Give it to the poor. Follow me. This is the only person that Jesus said, follow me to, that didn't follow him. And, and he left it away. He just walked away sad because he had a lot of stuff and the stuff had him. And so it wasn't that God has a problem with you having stuff. God, God has a problem with stuff having you. And so he leaves. And then Jesus said, it's easier for a camel to make it through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to make it into heaven. And Peter said, wait a minute, hold on now. Hold on. What are you talking about? Like, I mean, like, it's not like we're broke. I mean, like, hold on. We've given up stuff and we, we've sown into your ministry. We've given up everything. Mother, brother, we've given up everything to follow you. And Jesus said, hold on. No man that gives up mother, brother, sister, houses, land for my sake or for the gospel shall not receive a hundredfold. What? Mother, brother, houses, sister, land, whatever you give up, you're going to receive a hundredfold now in this world. And with that eternal life, he said, listen, if you sow and if you're good and, and faithful steward now, and you sow into ministry now, you're going to receive a hundredfold now and still eternal life. So say this, I'm going to get blessed twice. I'm going to get blessed now and blessed in the world to come. So don't miss out on the blessing. Be a good and faithful steward. Say amen to that. All right. Number two, when you are, now let me just say this about number one. Some people think that you're only supposed to get the second blessing. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sending up timber for my mansion in heaven. And one glad morning when this world is over, I'm going to fly away. Listen, like they, they, it's like a payday someday mentality that they're living for uh, this, this eternal, like uh, the doctrine of escapism that like, I'm never, I'm not focused on this world. I'm only going to be focused on the next world. That's not what the Bible teaches. No, the Bible teaches you can be blessed twice. You can be blessed now in this world and in the world to come. Say amen to that. Number two, when you are an unfaithful steward, you miss out on opportunities in this present world. Let's be clear about that. The unfaithful steward's actions had consequences. So he missed out on the immediate blessing and he missed out on future opportunities. Why? Because he was deemed unworthy, untrustworthy. See, just as in the business world, let's just be practical for a minute. If you put somebody in charge of stuff 
and you put somebody in charge of stuff and you give them responsibilities and you hold them accountable. And when you come back, they're not performing and they, they didn't do well with what you gave them. Okay. Then they're probably going to get demoted or you're going to take responsibility or they might get fired. Right? So they might lose that. And you're not going to give them a future opportunity. So let's say you said, well, you're not performing. All right. So we're going to take less off your plate. We're going to give you less to, to, to do when another opportunity comes. Do you think you're going to give it to that person? Absolutely not. So this person is missing out on future opportunities. The parable is clear. The master gave them what they were capable of managing. He gave it to them according to their ability to manage. Those who managed what they had well were given more. What is that? Future opportunities. This man, the little that he had was taken away from him. What, what was that? He missed out on future opportunities. And so, so now he was like, cat, get this man away from me. So not only am I taking what he has right now, taking it away from him, but I'm not going to give him future opportunities. You are messing yourself up when you're an unfaithful steward. Not only are you losing out on the now, you're losing out on the next. See, in this world, every act of stewardship is a test. And, and God is looking for us, say, okay, can he be faithful? Can she be faithful over the smaller tasks? And if you're faithful over little, God will give you charge over much. But if you're not faithful over little, God is not going to give you greater responsibilities. I mean, it's just practical, right? I mean, we do that ourselves. If, if your child, if you, you're raising up a child and you see that they can't handle this, I'm not going to give you more. But when you say, oh man, they can handle that. Wait a minute. Can you handle this? Man, I, babe, look at this. This little joke is 10 years old. Look at what he, my God, you can handle that. Let's give them more. Like, you see what I'm saying? But if you can't handle what you have, you're missing out on the opportunities for more. So it's not just about the immediate repercussions, but it's about the ripple effect. You are missing out on opportunities for increase. You could say at the end of every today's word, greater is coming for me. You could say that. But if you're not faithful over what God has given you, greater is not coming. Let's be clear about this. You could say it. But God is looking for you to be faithful over where you are so that he can release more. And if you're not faithful over the little, God will not release the much. Now, and, and, and the problem is that this, be, and if you keep doing that, you keep going down, it's a downward spiral. It's a cycle of diminishing returns. If that's true, and it is, the opposite is also true. Oh my God, I feel like preaching now. Let me try to contain myself. On the flip side, the faithful steward can open up the door to greater responsibilities, greater opportunities. When you're faithful over little, God will make you charge over much. God says, oh my God, this is what you did. You had five talents, you did 10. I'm about to bless you real good. You don't even know what I'm about to do for you, son. I'm, uh, listen, uh, you've been faithful over this. I'm about to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take you to a whole nother level. Why? Because you maximize where you are. You maximize your now so that I can release the next. It is essential for us to understand that we can open ourselves up to a cycle of blessing where every time God gives us something, I'm going to be faithful over this thing. Every time God gives me an opportunity, I'm going to be diligent over this thing. Every time God puts something in our hands, I'm going to be faithful over it. We're going to honor it. We're going to steward it. We're going to, we're going to do what we're supposed to do. We're going to put in the work. And so when we do that, God can release more. But if you're not doing that, God will not release more. In essence, stewardship is not just about managing what you have right now. It's about your preparation for your future. Say amen to that. All right. Number three, why God is against complacency. God is against complacency. The unfaithful steward, 
the unfaithful steward can say, hold on, man, I didn't lose it. Like, why are you so mad at me? I didn't lose it. I, 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 I kept it. Like, I didn't lose it. What you gave me, here it is. I didn't lose it. He was called wicked. He was called unfaithful. It was taken away from him. He was thrown away from the master. All of that because he just kept it. Complacency is, is almost like active disobedience. God created us with a purpose. God put potential down inside of us. And with God, God is a God of increase. God is a God of progression and not regression. So in the Bible, God calls us to action, to growth, to progress. And complacency is the opposite of that. God is always, with God is forward, ever, backward, never, the best is yet to come. And complacency is the opposite of that. Complacency is the silent killer of dreams. Complacency is the killer of, of potential, is the killer of destinies. There are people that miss out on God's best, not because they're actively going backwards, but because they're not doing anything. They're stuck where they are. Listen, you, they, they're okay with where they are, and God is a God of progression. God is not a God of complacency. In The, in the kingdom of God is ever expanding. The kingdom of God is ever advancing. So God doesn't want you to be complacent. God doesn't want you to remain in the status quo. With God, he's always looking to go forward. The parable of the talents is a clear illustration that God is against complacency. God, the unfaithful steward didn't lose the talent. He just he just maintained it. And, and God was, it was not good with God. It, it is not okay for you to just stay where you are. God is a God of growth. God is a God of increase. God is a God of advancement. God is a God of multiplication. God, God is a God of fruitfulness and complacency will hinder all of that. So God is against complacency because he knows our potential. God is against complacency because he knows what he put inside of you. God is against complacency because he wants you to go higher and deeper and maximize the short time that he's given you on this planet. Say amen to that. Put in the chat, I will not be complacent. All right? Uh, number four, the consequence of rejecting God's empowering grace is the opposite of the grace life. So what I teach you is the grace life how you can embrace the grace of God to be the man or the woman that God has called you to be, how to enter into God's rest, how God's super can be on your natural, how God can give you the words and he will perform the work, how, how you, it's not about you, it's all about him, how God will speak through your vocal cords and think through your mind and operate through your limbs, how God will give you insight, wisdom, revelation, knowledge, and understanding, how God, it's the grace life, it's, but rejecting God's empowering grace is the opposite of the grace life. So, what happened with the unfaithful steward is he rejected the grace. Remember, the, the master gave them uh, uh, talents or amounts of money based on their ability to manage. He was saying, I'm giving it to you because you have the grace to do it. I'm giving you five because you have the grace for five. I'm giving you two because you have the grace for two. I'm giving you one because you only have the grace for one. And the guy with the grace for one rejected the grace. It was a misappropriation of God's grace. He made the grace of God of none effect. It was, he made the grace of God be in vain. And say this, the grace of God towards me shall not be in vain. All three stewards had the grace on their lives to multiply what they were given. And one of the three rejected the grace. See, rejecting the grace of God, the empowering grace of God is a decision to reject God's assistance. It, it is a decision to reject 
God's favor. It is a decision to, to actively deny God and live based on your power, your ability, your strength. This means that you are missing out on the favor of God. You are missing out on the grace of God. You are missing out on the anointing that's on your life. And such a rejection leads to unnecessary stress and struggle and strain. There's no need to do that. There are some people that just actively say, I'm going to do this, and they don't learn how to rest. The grace life is about resting in God. Listen, God calls us to do things that we can't do without him. So I'm not going to stress my, I'm not going to stress out trying to do all this stuff without God. There's no way I enter into God's rest. But when you reject God's grace, you are stunting your growth and you're cutting yourself up off from your future. It's a sobering thought to think that your act of disobedience or rejection can actually cut you off from the grace of God. That's exactly what this guy did. He had grace on his life to multiply it, and he rejected it. And so don't let this be you. Uh, number five, last point for today. I'm going to close with on a positive note. The ripple effect of good stewardship. There, there is a ripple effect of good stewardship. Let's close with this thought. Good stewardship doesn't just affect you. It, it will impact the generations to come. Good stewardship, when you are faithful, when you're a good steward of everything that God places in your hands, you will leave a legacy of, of faithfulness and righteousness that will impact you, your children, and your children's children. Every act of responsible stewardship sends positive waves of influence, like you throw a stone into a pond, you see the ripples, right? And so, so there's going to be, as you are stewarding what God has called you to do well, it leaves an impact on you, your children, your children's children, and every person you come in contact with. When you manage God's resources well, let's just talk about finances for a minute, then you become a living testimony of what God can do through somebody. Isabella and I were raised in poverty, but if we if we become good, well, we are, if we continue to be good stewards, then God can use us as an example in our family of what it looks like to be able to steward God's resources well. Children often model what they see, especially in their parents. So if you practice good stewardship, then your children are going to see, oh, this is how we're supposed to handle money. This is how we're supposed to handle whatever God gives us. Whatever, just being a good steward. We got into a, a rental car not too long ago. Where were we at? In Georgia. The four of us, Isabella and I, Joshua and Ethan, got into a rental car. And we were doing something. And Ethan said, oh, it don't, this, uh, it don't matter. This is just a rental car. This is not our car. And Isabella and I both, boom, we went in on Ethan. It's like, dude, don't you ever say that. Don't you ever say that. We need to treat this rental car like it's our car. Like this is, you You don't disrespect somebody else's stuff. You When, we, when you're a steward, you don't disrespect anybody else's stuff. And Ethan got the message. The point is, we, we want to teach our children that, no, we're stewards. And we honor everybody's stuff. We want people to honor our stuff, so we need to honor other people's stuff. I'm not going to treat a rental car any kind of way. Matter of fact, when I even uh, a lot of times when I go put gas in a rental car, I think about it. I always put the highest octane gas in my car, so I put the highest octane gas in the rental car. Even though it may not say that, it doesn't matter. I want to treat it like it's mine. Why? Because I'm a steward. I'm just trying to be a good steward over whatever God places in my hand. And you teach that to your children and it becomes a generational blessing. Uh, the Bible says in Proverbs 13 and 22, let's just be practical for a minute. The Bible says a good man leaves an inheritance to his grandchildren. A good man leaves a financial inheritance to his grandchildren. Now, that's not my testimony, right? My grandparents didn't leave an inheritance for me, but I want to leave an inheritance for my grandchildren. And if your grandchildren, if your children and grandchildren start off understanding, wow, 
I was born into an inheritance, then that becomes a virtuous cycle that they can they can see that as righteous. That's what the Bible says, Proverbs 13 and 22. A good man leaves an inheritance for his grandchildren. But beyond your immediate family, when you're a good steward, then watch this, your family can be impacted positively, but your community and every person you come in contact with. Isabella and I, we're, we're, we're blessed to impact not only our family, but our friends, but the community. We have stuff going on in the Dominican Republic. We do things in the island of Dominica where Isabella's about to go on a, you know, another mission trip. All of this stuff happens. Why? Because you're a good steward. So when you are a good steward, as I close, you can have an impact in this world and in the world to come. But from an immediate sense, God will use you to touch so many lives. It's bigger than you. God wants to impact your community. God wants to impact every person you come in contact with. And you become an example of righteousness. When people can see, you become a beacon of light. When people can see, that's what it looks like to be submitted to God. That's what it looks like. And you, you, you're, you're trustworthy. The reason why people sow into our ministry, uh, uh, at the end here, you're going to have an opportunity to give to Rick and Isabella Pena Ministries. The reason why people give into our ministry freely is because they know we're not taking the money. I know that there's people out there that do unscrupulous things, but thankfully for us, we don't we don't take money from ministry. We don't take a salary. Nobody gets paid from Rick and Isabella Pena Ministries. All that money goes into stuff related to ministry. And so people can sow when they see that there's an example of good stewardship. You got it? I said a lot. If you get the notes, there was more in the notes than what I covered today, but let's close this out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. I boldly declare I am a faithful steward, knowing that my decisions today shape my earthly blessings and my eternal rewards. I understand that my actions today pave the way for future opportunities. I reject complacency. Instead, I choose to ignite the potential you've placed in me. I embrace your empowering grace. I live my life for your purpose. I will leave a legacy of righteousness that will be felt for generations to come. I stand against short-term gains and I'm looking for lasting impact. I'm a steward of everything you place in my hands. And in a world that's full of fleeting ambitions and microwave mentalities, I am committed to making the most of this life and the world to come. So I am light and salt in this world, drawing people to you. Living with this mindset, I declare, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. For, uh, Monday, I'm going to have another one. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please go to todaysword.org. Click on the big red subscribe button. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Sign up. Get the notes. You get it for free. Todaysword.org. Sign up. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. That was a lot today. God gave me a lot. I don't know if I'll deal with this parable again on Monday. If I do, praise God. And if I don't, praise God. Just know this is going to be a word from God. I love you. God loves you more. Have a great weekend. Greater is coming for you. God bless you.
If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material, and there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.